The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Nothing much, Don. Glad to have you back on, man. Glad to talk some New Japan with you. All right, all right, all right. Cast of Strong Style can be found on CSPN. You can find us on the web at www.cspn.us. So, Anwar... We've got a lot to talk about since the last time that we had a in-depth look at New Japan. We've got some destruction shows. We've got uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed that took place here in America. And then we also have the King of Pro Wrestling that did, that just took place this week that we also have to chat a few minutes about. So we'll jump right into some of the major happenings. Our first stop will be in Hiroshima as that was the first site of the destruction cards. And we had a never open weight six man tag team championship match between Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and Taiji Ishimori. They faced off against Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Taguchi. So the champions isolate Finley until Juice flies in with the high cross body. It breaks down. Tonga steals Taguchi's helmet and then he hits the gun stun. Finley hits Tama Tonga with the stunner, but Tonga Loa cuts Finley off with ape shit and the champions retain. So I thought this was a fun match. It's good to see Taiji Ishimori back. You know, he had kind of been on the back burner for a little while doing some stuff uh, in impact and whatnot. So it was good to see him in the mix with, with, with the champs again. And uh, I just think Tama Tonga is in, in is about to have a really big 2019 and it just continued with that match. Yeah, I enjoyed the matches and having Taji back or whatnot. G.O.D. are their best attack teams. They aren't at their best in singles thus far, so they should just kind of stay in tags. <laughs> Next major happening, we had a six-man tag between Tanahashi, Makabe, and Hamna versus the Chaos team of Okada, Yoshihashi, and Jay White. Tanahashi and friends triple team Yoshihashi and the falling falling Kokeshi Bahamna connects. Tanahashi heads up top, but Jay White knocks him off the top rope. Okada saves <laughs> Yoshihashi, but Tanahashi fights them off, and Okada accidentally hits Yoshihashi, and Tanahashi cradles him up for the win. So, some dissension in the ranks of chaos. You know it's going to be some shit when you put fucking Jay White back in the mix. Just can't. It can't just be straight up just a, a crew facing another crew. It's Jay got to do some stuff or create some energy, negative energy in the room. So it was, it was, it was a mistake on Okada. People make mistakes. You can be forgiven, but I just feel like him and Yoshihashi's overall history also plays into him getting frustrated like that. So. I mean, I'm not surprised by Yoshi getting so freaking hot and bothered by it. I think this was the match where it was like Yoshihashi was looking to see who to go with between, I think, Tanahashi and or Okada. And he was like, kind of just, I mean, he was kind of just, that might have been the next match, but he just, he just got really fed off, fed off, fed up with like Okada and just stormed out. Yeah, that's the that's the next one we'll get to. But before that, we had Kenny Omega versus Ishii for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Omega hits the tombstone for a near fall. Omega drops the knee pad and hits a jumping V-trigger, and it spills to the floor. Kenny gets back in. He hits another V-trigger, but Ishii kicks out at one. The, the J-Driller follows for Omega. Then Omega hits a V-trigger and the one-winged angel and Kenny Omega retains the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 
I think like the matches itself was really entertaining and the taunts was something added into it that I enjoyed. <laughs> Ishii taunting him and then using some of his moves on on him on Omega. But it's like whereas the G one match was you really didn't know who was gonna win. Most people thought Kenny was gonna win because he was just storm like st- like steamrolling throughout that tournament. And when like Ishii won, it was a gigantic shock. But it was like really like when you kind of take out who you think will or won't win for whatever reason, then that I could understand why maybe this match isn't on that level because that that this match is awesome, but it's not on the G one's matches level. Yeah, the suspense wasn't as high because uh, you know the intrigue was well, can Kenny stay undefeated? in the G1, and the other thing was, man, Ishii's been putting on some heck of a matches, but he's come up short in all of the good performances, so it kind of mm-hmm. bucked two trends with, with Ishii getting that win in the G1. Yeah, yeah, so it was, it was a dope match. Dope, dope match, but not, like, match of the year like their G1 match was. So we move on to Beppu. As again, we have Okada, but this time with Yano and Yoshihashi, and they face off again. Excuse me, it's Okada, Yano, Yoshihashi, and Jay White, and this time they face off against Tanahashi, Makabe, Hamna, and Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson fights off a power bomb. It breaks down, and Makabe hits lariats, and Tanahashi wipes out Okada on the floor. Yoshihashi counters poke friction, and Jay White is in and accidentally hits Yoshihashi. Pope Friction by Juice finishes Yoshihashi. After the match, Tanahashi is checking on Yoshihashi, and Yoshihashi blows off Okada as Jay White blames the loss, the loss on Yoshihashi. So, yeah, this is the one where Jay White was really stirring it up. And uh, where you were referring to, Yoshihashi just got fed up and just walked out on everybody. Yeah, I think, it was, I think someone said it on Twitter to add to the fact of, Yoshihashi was like a child and had to look between who he had to go home with and who he wanted to go home with. <laughs> and he really didn't want to go home with Okada or Jay White. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a wild match. We had a never open weight title match between Goto and Taichi. We get a headbutt by Goto, and that's followed by the reverse GTR, and that gets a two count. Azuka arrives and he distracts the ref. Goto takes Azuka out, but Taichi low blows Goto and gets the ghetto clutch for a two count. We get a super kick by Taichi and then the last ride connects and the cover gets a two count. Taichi then follows up with the air raid crash and Taichi is the new never open weight champion. I knew he could do it. I knew he could do it. I hated this match. Actually, let me rephrase it. After seeing Taichi show his best in match, like in a triple threat match for the Never Championship, the match with Tanahashi, the match with Naito, I had actual expectations for Taichi in this match, and then he just reverted back to his old bullshit. A lot of stalling, a lot of run-ins, a lot of nonsense. In fact, it is true to his character, but at this point in time, wanted more out of this dude, and it just disappointed me in this match, and just left me left me back to where I was last year. Where I didn't watch pretty much none of his junior, but best of super junior matches because him as a wrestler just I found him offensive. So I'm rooting for the Taichi that actually puts in work and isn't lazy. I like that Taichi. This dude can go fucking kick rocks. But but I will give them him and go to credit. The end and stretch of this match with all the kickouts and whatnot. That was pretty dope. And Taichi at the end, after all the bullshit, actually won the match on his own with no help at the end. So you can't kill him on that the way he wanted at the end, but I'll kill him on the entirety of that match. Fuck out of here. I enjoyed every bit of the match. I thought that it played exactly to his character. Of course, he was going to cheat and have all these bells and whistles to win because 
not only is he Zuki gun, but he's also Taiji. So, you know, and like you said, the closing stretch was phenomenal with all the false finishes and the big moves. So I'm excited to kind of see if he does continue to, you know, up his game a little bit more now that he is a champion in the, in his singles matches. Maybe he can save his BS tactics for the, the tag team matches, this multi-man matches. But, you know, I'm I'm cool to see something different, but we'll get into more about Taichi later. <laughs> Next up, we have the main event of Naito versus Minoru Suzuki. Naito gets the sleeper and he looks for the Gotch pile driver. Naito fights it off and he hits a Destino. They trade strikes from their knees and then to and then on their feet. Suzuki likes it and then they keep trading slaps. Naito fires up and he hits a desperation in Zaguri. Naito looked for a gotch pile driver, but isn't successful. But he does hit a destino, and Naito gets the win. This was a better match than their match from early in the year, but it's just it just feels like they don't got the greatest chemistry. And sometimes you can be awesome wrestler, do awesome build, but when you get in there, it just don't really work like that. But it was an improvement over that that turf from early in the year. The part where they were exchanging the strikes and the slaps, yeah, that's mm-hmm. when the, that's when the crowd really finally like kind of got into it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not Naito is a very very brave young man because there's no way I would let Minoru Suzuki hit me in the face without my hands up. Man, he he's ridiculously old man strength. <laughs> There's no way. I don't like. What is the direction for Naito? <laughs> he really don't got no direction after this match. No, no, not not yet. Anyway. Nah, not yet. So, so next up is the big card: the Destruction in Kobe. So we start off with the Legends. Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask as they face off against the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions El Desperado and Kanemaru in a non-title match. Kanemaru hits the reverse DDT and he covers for a two count. Kanemaru heads to the ropes for the deep impact but gets caught by a Tiger Kick and he gets cradled up and Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask get the upset victory. Yeah, very shocking victory for the two old old legends, but they were getting wins throughout the year, like lately. So they're kind of teasing us with what they were doing for them in the future. So that's good stuff. After the match, Juice and Thunder Liger mocks the champions for losing to two over the hill <laughs> champions. Liger also says <laughs> that he hasn't had a belt in some time, and he wouldn't mind winning one. <laughs> So, next up, we have Kushida versus Bushi. This is an IWGP Junior Heavyweight title tournament match. Of course, um, Hiromu, unfortunately, uh, could not defend his title in the allotted time due to his broken neck. So, they're having a four-man tournament. And this is the first matchup um, between the four men, uh, Kushida and Bushi faced off and Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull are in the other, uh, tournament match before we get to the finals. So Bushi heads up top, but Kushida counters the MX into the hoverboard lock. Bushi fights, but Kushida rolls him back to the center of the ring as Bushi grabs the ref and he missed Kushida, missed Kushida and cradles him up for a two count. Kushida counters the code breaker into two back to the futures and Kushida picks up the win. That was an enjoyable junior heavyweight match between two wrestlers who do have good chemistry and have had strong matches over the years. So good on them in the semifinals. Uh, I'm in the LIJ camp and I kind of wanted to see Bushi make a little run just to like, just for like storyline like reasons it would have been cool to see him go further, but but I get it. Kushida's ace, so you can't go wrong with Kushida. Never can go wrong with Kushida, man. I enjoy watching his matches so much. 
just because he has variations to you know his moves and stuff and how he gets to him. So I really enjoy mm-hmm. anytime Kushida's in the ring. Kushida got the perfect balance. He got the air stuff, floopy stuff, and he got the ground, ground grapple, grapple shit down too. So, so we get to our main event: Tanahashi versus Okada, and this is for Tanahashi's Wrestle Kingdom title shot. Yeah, Okada cuts Tanahashi off with a drop kick and follows him up top. Okada teases a super tombstone, but Tanahashi fights. He knocks Okada down, but Okada pops back up, and Tanahashi fights him off again. Okada keeps fighting. He heads back up, and Tanahashi slaps him. Tanahashi knocks Okada off into a high-fly flow. Tanahashi heads back up as the crowd goes crazy, and the high-fly flow connects. Tanahashi heads back up, and he hits another high-fly flow, and Tanahashi finally is successful over Okada once again. Man, it took him so many years to get another victory over fucking Okada. It's been years since he's beaten Okada. And like to run the commentary before his match, can he ever beat Okada again? Because it was feeling like he would never beat him again. And I wouldn't have been mad at him not being able to beat Okada for the rest of his career. Because they told their story. But it's another awesome match from these two. These guys don't have no whack matches. Trust me, go through their catalog. You will be hard hard pressed to find any one of them matches that is just not really good or great. So just another 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 great episode between the past and current aces of New Japan. But it's not over because Jay White, who defeated Tanahashi in the G1. He arrives and lays Tanahashi out with the Blade Runner. So we have our next challenger for Tanahashi. Then, Jay White beats down Okada and he lays out some young lines as well. Jay White then attacks Rocky Romero who is on commentary and he takes his chair. Yoshihashi, he's on the scene. He's going to make the save. He arrives, but he slips and falls on his way to the ring and busts himself wide open. Yoshihashi oh, then recovers. He attacks Jay White, but Jay White lays him out as well. Jay White looks to attack Okada with the chair, but Gato arrives to make the save. Only for Gato to turn on Okada and hit him with the chair. Gato tells Jay White to finish him. Jay White lays out Okada with the Blade Runner, and we make the announcement that this is Jay White's chaos now. Gato makes the official challenge for Tanahashi's briefcase, and he also promised that a new era was coming soon. Oh, brother, he was not lying about that new era shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can we be surprised a snake is a snake? (laughs) Jay White is a freaking snake, so if the first opportunity a snake is allowed to bite you or strangle you, they're going to do it. So, can't be surprised a snake doing what they are. Not surprised at Gito or Gato either because, well, if you've been watching wrestling many years, this is what he does. This is who he is. It's the reason when you play Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, it shows him and his brother, Jado, as the dark tag team. Them dudes is natural heels. So... <laughs> Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised at Hill being the Hill. So, it, what for me has been shocking to see him be a face these last food these years and not do dirty, like really, really dirty stuff in relation to those title matches with Okada. So, like, I mean, he he maybe he saw something in Okada that he was starting to fall off, and then he snuck in Jay White as the young dude in the wings to take over. He's very clever, sneaky, sneaky man. Uh, this was a very masterful job. I mean, Jay White came in. He said the whole time that Okada was his mark. He was going to come for him, whether he had the title or not. He wanted to be the leader of chaos. So. Is he's never made any, um, you know, um, he's never tried to hide, you know, what his intentions were. He's always been very straightforward about what what this was for him. 
You're right. He's never lied about that. He's always been telling you what his main goal was. He also like wanted chaos, fighting each other to help set up tension and uneasiness too. He's it's like in so many levels of sneakiness, but he executed it really greatly. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You're listening to Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. Now we're about to move on to Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which took place in Long Beach, California. So we had some pretty fun matches on the undercard. Um, Rocky Romero showing Yo versus Jushin Thunder Liger, ACH, and Taguchi. Uh, the team of Liger, ACH, and Taguchi got the win, so that was an awesome opening match. We had the addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian face off against Chase Owens and Adam Page. Uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian got the win with the best Meltzer driver ever. The crowd was really behind those two guys, uh, Daniels and Kazarian. They're just just darlings right now. Anywhere they go, anywhere they wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I like I like um, Frankie's like counter to Hangman's. Like shooting star, like I mean, Moonsault off the off off the like to the outside. He how he put his knees up to block him. Right, right, yeah, that was that was great. That was that was great. That was great. We had Goto teaming with the best friends Chucky T and Trent Beretta versus Flip Gordon, Chris Saban, and Jeff Cobb. Um, Jeff Cobb, uh, Chris Saban, and Flip Gordon got the win as uh, Jeff Cobb hit this uh, tour of the islands body slam on Chucky T. We have Suzuki Gun, Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer, and Davey Boy Smith facing LIJ, represented by Evil Sonata and Naito. Uh, Zack continues his dominance over Evil as he counters everything is evil into a European clutch and got the win over Evil. And Evil was just sitting in the middle of the ring like, I had him. I had him. How did he get out of this? Evil was suffering a crisis of confidence, and yeah, he was really out of it. So much to the fact that the fans actually felt sorry for him and was just trying to push him and encourage him. Post match, the cheer for him was pretty good to hear, and I believe, like I think Naito came back and said, like, "I, I, it's okay, man. Come on, let's get out of here." We had the ace. Of the heavyweight division, Tanahashi teaming up with the ace of the junior heavyweight division, Kushida, to take on Ghetto and Jay White. But is he really the ace of the heavyweight division? I mean, that's the, that's the, the ace? that's the moniker. That's the moniker. That's the that that's the moniker. But the we moniker. know we know who the ace is. <laughs> no. It's about time to hit the high fly flow, but. Tanahashi gets cut off with brass knucks by Ghetto. Jay White pulls Tanahashi up to his feet and he hits the Blade Runner and Ghetto and Jay White get the win. After the match. That was surprising. surprising. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. That was some good old Memphis heat right there. I was not expecting that that finish. (laughs) (laughs) After the match, Jay White grabs the mic He's getting booed at the building. There's all types of FU switchblade chance. Jay says as soon as Tanahashi won the G1, he gave Okada a shot. But it was Jay White who beat Tanahashi, and he deserved the shot. So what was he waiting for? Jay White says that Tanahashi and New Japan are scared because they know that Jay White will beat Tanahashi. Your 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 assessment of that promo, sir. Promo green general general like big heat, and it wasn't no fifty fifty crap. People really hated Jay White, and that's how I like like if you have a really good organization and how they can set up set up feelings between fans and like like the the wrestlers, like in. And Jay White played into the fact that yes, it is a definitely it is fans in the base domestically and internationally that don't really want to see two 
two two Westerners or like two foreigners in that main event slot at no Wrestle Kingdom. That is facts. We'll move on to Will Ospreay facing off against Marty Skrull. This is the second semifinal match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Marty hits a super tiger suplex from the top rope for near fall. Marty then hits a lariat and a packet side pile driver. Marty follows up with the graduation and Marty's girl continues his dominance over Will Ospreay. So it will be Kushida facing off against Marty Skrull in the finals for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I don't know if it's dominance because Will broke all that crap during this year. But one win but don't make no um don't make no dominance unbroken. Nah, he beat him two times, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, he beat him to win the title, and then he beat him at that time he almost broke his neck. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So yeah, like. But yeah, Marty has the overall wins. But yeah, regardless of that, the this match was awesome. I like the pace that they came out with. And sometimes when Marty really has that fire and has the right opponent, he can just go all out and have great matches. Osprey probably is his best opponent, so the the match itself wasn't that surprising. It's just. Marty's a smart dude. He knows he's over and ain't got to do as much, so he don't do as much anymore. But when he really is engaged, it's really fun. I like seeing Marty go all out. Uh, yeah, they jump-started the hell out of this match. I mean, Will Ospreay hit like a flurry of big moves in the first like 45 seconds and was going for the win right off the break. So that was a good feel because, you know, he knows that, you know, probably the later it gets, he might not have that that advantage over Marty that he does over mm-hmm. everybody else. So I really like that, you know, he really came for the gusto right out the break. It reminded me of his rival, Ricochet, and how he came out the gates versus Hiromu in their title match last year where he just came out just on fire to kill fucking Hiromu. <laughs> And everybody was in shock. It, if you ever go back and look at that start of that match and then come and look at the start of this match, it's like, oh, that's pretty, that's really awesome. That's a good thing to use every once in a while instead of just, I'm going to do my wrestling hoes, you're going to do your wrestling hoes, and we're going back and back, and then I'm going to just beat you on some, some, some shit. Change up the flow of things. Yeah, for sure. Next up, the Young Bucks versus the Gorillas of Destiny for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. The Bucks look for the Meltzer driver, but Tonga cuts it off with a gun stun. Tonga Loa hits ape shit on Matt, and they get the two count. Matt fights off Gorilla Warfare, but runs into a pop-up gun stun, and we have new IWGP Heavyweight tag team champions in the form of the Gorillas of Destiny. Yep, this match was really good, and the GOD needed to win after that wild heat that that X Pac heat they developed over the G One. So, the, like, the, when the six never six man was a start, and then this was another like building moment for them to get this match, get this titles back. It put them on a really good momentum heading forward throughout the rest of the year. For me, like, once I saw Matt get that back injury, I was like, yeah, they ain't about to lose. Because <laughs> that's my experience with Matt usually. When they're in these matches, title matches or whatnot, when he started grabbing his back, that's a, that's a tell that they about to lose. So, don't know if I really like, like having a tell like that, but Still an awesome match, and Bucks dropping all these titles, man. No. <laughs> Might about to take that money, bro. Are you trying to read into the tea leaves that you, that you can't have any of these belts when you get ready to make transitions? You got to put over the dudes that you about to leave when you leave the territory, like another person who makes his appearance in the future. Next up, we get Juice Robinson versus Cody. The IWGP United States title is on the line. 
Cody hits Dan's fire, and that gets two count. Cody heads up top, but Juice Robinson crosses him, and he hits a big left hand, and then he follows him up top. The superplex follows by Juice, and they cradle each other for a three count, but Cody wins because he was the one who had his shoulder up. It was like it was a it was an enjoyable match and it was an enjoyable match. I didn't think Cody was gonna win and maybe that was my fault for not un- like he just got that NWA every championship match, that title. And I kinda don't didn't expect him to be taking too many pinfalls because that's how most champions of like like organizations are but I was like damn man Juice just got Juice 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 like had a rough G1 a bunch of losses and to just drop the title in his first defense that, that sucked man cause most of us thought that okay he lost all these matches in G one. He'll get he'll build himself back up by having all these defenses, but just no. The like I like how he lost because a roll up anybody can get caught with a roll up. That don't really means you're a better overall wrestler. You wrestled a better match. It's just you were more crafty. You took advantage of the situation that benefited you. But. Outside of Naito not winning at the Dome, this right here made me feel a different type of way. Like, it was Naito in this match, these title matches, that made me like, what the hell? It just really kicked me in the chest. Because, I mean, this is a podcast of color, and Juice is like our only representative in that company, so... Yeah, man, that that that's another level for me. So that, that, that sucked. I ain't mad at Cody. I don't, I don't really sometimes get how where Cody be shading the next people for whatever reason, but whatever. Well, you know, Cody Rhodes never had to go through that. He got you know the fast track to the stardom and the fame, even though he started late. So he probably looks down on that, but down his nose because people always probably told him, you know, you're only here because you know, of who your daddy was. And that's probably probably right. Or, you know, Dusty did have his favorites, and maybe he felt like, oh, you know, this was one of my dad's favorites, so let me, you know, show him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Show, show him who, you know, who the true favorite really is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I get it if it's on some parent stuff. I was like, just the stuff he'd be saying about NXT kind of be like, it's probably just for heat stuff, but I just look at that and I was like, what is this shit about? <laughs> it's main event time. It's Ishii and Okada versus the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Kenny Omega takes out Okada. Ibushi then hits a head kick in the straight jacket German on Ishii for a two count. Ishii counters the Kamagoye and Omega is back in and they take Okada back to the floor. The Golden Lovers hit the Golden Trigger on Ishii and they get the win. This match was awesome. It was a match. This match was a great tag match. Was it better than Ishii and Osprey? I think Ishii and Osprey versus the Golden Lovers? Mm, nah. But, nah. <laughs> but, but this was awesome. This was an awesome main event and I left the show feeling pretty good, so I like seeing tag matches. I even mind trios matches. It's just them four or five ways you can miss me with all that multi man bullshit. Well, speaking of which, Skrull, Paige, and the Bucks arrive post match to celebrate. Omega says it wasn't a perfect night overall for the group, and says that he sees happy faces that came to watch the elite tonight. There's more to come, and says that he and Ibushi had a promise. The fans want to see the rematch, and he wants it to be at King of Pro Wrestling next week. That's when Cody arrives and says he wants to help them out and take the burden off of them. Cody says that they are friends now, so next week, Abushi versus Cody versus Omega. Omega says that it's a good idea and says they want to make history. 
there's only been one triple threat for the IWGP title. So let's rewrite history and have the triple threat. Omega says that this is about the beauty and originality of pro wrestling. Goodbye and good night. Uh, that was disappointing. I get why they did it because they want to save Ibushi versus Omega for another big show. But it's I didn't really want to see Cody in that spot, but it also kind of explains where Cody, why Cody won the U.S. Championship as well to heat him up going into a match. So it gives him even more weight to that win, too. But I got why they did it. I wasn't really here for it, but it's a business. So teachers on. I'm starting to get kind of like that Shawn Michaels, 96, 95, 96, 97 field to Omega on certain stuff. I'm, I don't really like that stuff. People who live through that era know what I'm talking about. So we got to watch, keep an eye on that type of stuff. So you're saying he's politicking the people in the back? He holding people down? I'm not saying he's holding people down. But I'm saying stuff that he wants a certain way, if it ain't a way, he ain't really going to be really signing off with it. Mm. And that's why probably you see certain stuff on that elite show that they can't get on New Japan. <laughs> they they had to create their own lane to tell the stories they wanted. Because mm. New Japan ain't trying to sign off on that shit. Gotcha, gotcha. So we'll move on to our final event, and that took place this past Monday, the King of Pro Wrestling event. We start off hot. We start off with an IWGP Junior Tag Team title match. The champions, Kanemaru and Desperado, face off against the legends, Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask avoids the belt shot and then hits a Tiger Suplex, but there's no ref. Kanemaru hits Liger with the whiskey bottle. Then he hits a low blow on Tiger Mask, followed by the Pinchy Loco and the champion to retain the titles. Despy and Conmaro having a really strong junior heavyweight championship run. So it's props to them. It's another good match between the old heads and the new heads. It was one of the better matches on the card, so props to everyone involved. We'll see who steps up next for for the Suzuki Gun Champions. Juice Robinson and Hanare lost to Hamna and Makabe. Uh, we got the Falling Kokeshi by Hamna, followed by the King Kong knee drop, and they got the win. Um, next up, the Young Bucks, Chase Owens and Hangman Page faced off against Bag Luck Fale, Taji Ishimori, Tangaloa, and Tamatanga. Owens counters a gun stun, then Owens works over Tangaloa. He looks for the package power driver, but gets cut off with a pop-up gun stun. And the BC OGs get the win. Yep. More fuel to the fire, heating up the firing squad. We have Will Ospreay, Goto, and Ishii. Chaos versus Azuka, Taichi, and Minoru Suzuki. Azuka gets the iron fingers. It breaks down. Taichi gets the never open weight championship belt, but he runs into a Spanish fly from Will Ospreay. We have the Ishigaroshi by Goto on Azuka. Ospreay hits the Stormbreaker on Taichi, and Will Ospreay pins the never open weight champion Taichi to get the win for his team. That was a great win and a reaction by the entire chaos. Post victory by Will. <laughs> it was a great moment, one of the best, my favorite moments of the show. And like going into that match, it was a question who from Chaos, if someone from Chaos, who from Chaos may pin Taichi and get a title shot? That was the narrative in my head going into that match. I was hoping with Osprey because they've been kind of angling Osprey to that, to moving up. And I just, with the never championship being open weight, juniors can challenge it. So that's that 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 ground where you can still be a junior and have that championship or wrestle for it. So yeah, man, I'm I, I I'm re- I'm here for Taichi versus Osprey. If this match sucks, I doubt that match is gonna suck. But 
man, you, you got to really suck the head. I have a good match to Osprey at this point, especially what he's been doing this year. So hopefully Taichi's not on that BS and steps up. So, And also, we got to keep an eye on if he manages to upset the, his Lord and Savior Taichi. That will put Osprey in a really good position to challenge a certain lover at the dome. Stay tuned. I'm not going to stay tuned. Next up, we had Yano Okada with Sho and Yo versus Naito, Sonata, Bushi, and a mystery member of LIJ. Yeah. The new member of uh, LIJ turns out to be Shingo from Dragon Gate. He'd been a free agent. Um, a lot of speculation about where he was going to go. And now he's the newest member of LIJ. And no, this is not a replacement for Hiromu. There will be six members of the faction from here on out. Shingo Takagi is one of the better wrestlers in the world. Him being added to LIG will be interesting to watch over time. And if you notice, like, the interactions between Sonata or, like, the group picture, it's their sixth members now. But it could definitely be a point where Sonata just just pieces out and does his own thing. So we got to keep an eye on that in the future. But added Shingo is an awesome addition when you can get talent like him and add him to one of your one of the best factions in the world that's never a wrong thing man the hype video for who they were going to announce that shit was great even them in the casino and then having Hiromu's jacket yeah, man, that was that was great really done yeah yeah having um Naito narrate it in the in the all white suit yeah it was really yeah so we get to the match. Shingo hits a gory bomb on show for a two count. Yano makes the save. Sonata then takes him out. LIJ double teams Okada and Shingo hits the lariat and the last falconry finishes show for the win. Hey man. Like it's me it's also symbolism in that match that who like Shingo beat because show was pretty much the power junior. In that division, and she go come in and be like, "Yeah, this is my spot now, bro." <laughs> so, that's a nice way to look at the nice, nice little thing too with that finish. Our next match was slated to be Evil versus Zack Saber Junior. Zack Saber Junior. It's Zack Saber time as uh our favorite Takamichinoku would say. <laughs> Evil arrives on a throne. He's got all these druids around him because he's the king of darkness after all. <laughs> As he's getting up, getting ready to enter the ring, one of these druids attacks him. He starts beating him down at ringside. The druid rolls him in the ring. He hits a code breaker and then he lays him out with the intercontinental title and he unmasks himself and it's none other than Chris Jericho. Hey man, Chris Jericho sneaky as hell, but we knew he was going to show up at a certain amount of time. And Hiromu revealing the fact that when you're a champion in New Japan, you have, I think, five to six months where you can def- you have to defend it. If you don't defend it within that time frame, you have to forfeit the title. Jericho won the title in, I believe, July. Power struggles in November. Do the math. <laughs> he was due to come back. So it was a great surprise. I do wonder at what point we get with the diminishing, diminishing returns with these sneak attacks, but it was executed greatly and done, so got no problem with that. I am sad that we didn't get to see Zach versus Evil, but maybe we'll get to see that in the future. Maybe, maybe at a New Japan Cup or something, because I, I I did want to see that match. 
So after Jericho leaves the ring, we got the officials and the trainer. They're all, you know, huddled over evil, checking on him. He's clearly in no condition to continue. But Zach wants this match to start right now. The ref is like, no, no, there's no way he can go. So the ref waves the match off. So Zach attacks the ref and he starts beating up young lions. He lays the boot to evil and he starts working submissions as evil is almost passed out. That's when Naito arrives and he makes the save. They brawl for a brief second and Naito ends up running Zack Sabre Jr. off. Take take my money. Yep. Sign me up. I'm here. Yes. Mm-hmm. They set up two matches and actually they kind of set up three matches. So basically evil versus Chris Jericho. Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. I guess the winner of that Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito faces the winner of Evil versus at the Dome. That's how it feels, right? That's how it feels. That would so. be a lot of fun. Kind of like a, a little mini tournament there for an, an IC title shot. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be definitely cool. I, I would be down for that. So That is cool, but yeah. But I like how Naito like, brought came back and helped Evil to the back, just like Evil did the same thing for him um, at Dominion. Right, right. Yeah, he walked him all the way back. He didn't just come out there and help him and then leave him. He gathered him up and made sure that, you know, the young boys were trying to help him. He was like, nah, I got him. So, Mm -hmm. that was cool. Yeah. It's time for a title match as we have our IWGP Junior Heavyweight title match between Kushida and Marty's girl. Marty hits graduation and he covers for a two count. We get a big lariat and Kushida then counters another attempt at graduation. Marty rolls up for the chicken wing, but Kushida transitions into Back to the Future. Kushida hits another Back to the Future and Kushida is the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yup, that was that was an enjoyable match and they went with the proper thing, proper proper person to win, and we'll see who steps up to um face Kushida. We should keep an eye on the future shows heading forward to see if anybody catches a pinful victory over him or maybe someone surprises him with a pinful victory in the the Super Juniors tournament. So we gotta keep an eye. Our next match, Tanahashi versus Jay White with Gato. And this is for Tanahashi's Wrestle Kingdom title shot. Tanahashi counters a chair shot with a low blow on Jay White. Tanahashi slams Jay White on the chair and he heads up top. But the high fly flow misses and Tanahashi hits the chair. We get a chair shot by Jay White who looks for the Blade Runner. But Tanahashi cradles Jay White and Tanahashi gets the win. Hey, man, that shows you craftiness and veteran savvy. That was a cool victory, and I like this match more than their previous two matches. So even though, like, I like Jay White's character more than his in-ring stuff, like, because I I don't, he's still, he he still got work on to do on that, but we all got work to do in various things in our life, so I'm not going to kill him too much. But he's a great character, just still near the, find that sweet balance between character and in-ring work because as a babyface, Jay White was awesome. So for people who've seen him as a babyface, it's kind of rough sometimes watching him as a heel wrestle. So, But yeah, man, it was, it was a cool match. Jay White attacks Tanahashi after the match, but Okada makes the save for Tanahashi. Okada runs off Jay White and beats down Ghetto. But then Jado arrives and he begs off for Ghetto. The Bullet Club OGs arrive and they circle the ring. They appear to hold Ghetto and Jado for Okada. But Tonga then gun stuns Okada. Ghetto smiles and they all beat down Okada. Jay White joins in and then he hits a Blade Runner on Okada. And we have a new era of the Bullet Club as Jay White and Tonga hug it out. And Tanahashi checks on a fallen Okada. Let's just break it down for the people that hasn't been paying attention. 
Jay White has consistently said what his ultimate endgame was. He reaches endgame right here. A lot of people didn't see certain elements, but it was always there if you really paid attention. The reason Jay White was even in New Japan was because of Fergal Devitt. Fergal Devitt founded the Bullet Club with who? Fale, Tomatonga, Machine Gun Carl. They started it. He has connections to Fergal. He has connections to Fale and from being the same home country and training together, I believe. And also Tomatonga, who was the one who recruited him into the Bullet Club at the beginning year, but he refused. Not so much that he didn't want to work with his OGs. He didn't want to be in the Bullet Club that was run by Kenny Omega. This is a Bullet Club not with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. This is a Bullet Club that has the ideals that were founded by the man who brought him to New Japan. And his also his senpais in a way, if you really think about it. So this didn't really, it's full circle. You had to be paying attention. And for the people that pay attention and got it and connected all the dots, much blessings to you. And for the people that didn't and are new to the batch, we're going to help you along. Yeah, this was uh, this was really coming off of right after the heels of that Jericho, um, you know, surprise. This was a, a, really a surprise. It surprised the hell out of me, bro. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and, I was like, what the hell's going on? And Jado teaming with his, like, brother, that ain't no surprise, dog. Like I said, they the dark tag team. Don't be surprised about that shit. <laughs> it is like, but everything that happened after that, I was like, my brain was like, what is going on here? The sight of seeing Okada run down there to help Tanahashi blew my mind at first. Like, what is going on? It's like, that's one of the other things is, like, when you fight somebody, you fight somebody over years, you might not say it, but you eventually develop a form of respect. And remember, if you also go back, that's another thing. If you go back to when Okada beat Tanahashi at the beginning of the year to set that record, he did acknowledge him for help set help putting him on the path. And he, in a sense, said, senpai. So, that's nothing. You got to pay attention. This is... This 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 company don't really do that hot 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 shot booking for the most part. They pay off stuff. It might not necessarily be the way you want it to be paid off. I'm an Lij fan, y'all know. So <laughs> that that hurt is still there. <laughs> so, but it does get paid off eventually. So this was all. This was pretty cool and surprising. I get how some people will be resenting some of this, especially if Jay White is the leader, but we don't even know if it's going to be a leader. It might just be a just democracy, so whatever. We got to wait to see how that play out. Can't jump to what it may or may not be. But yeah, man, like the like Tanahashi come back in and be like, damn, bro. You took that ass open for me. I appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking off. I, that was it. Was so many different moments in that. I was like, we just had all that crazy stuff happen in the previous match, and then we get this. God, that was that was awesome stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. Just uh, you know, they New Japan doesn't adhere to the philosophy of we got to bring them up and bring them down, bring them up and bring them down. They just keep ramping you up. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this was just escalated off of what we saw. And then we get to the penultimate, which is the main event of the evening. Kenny Omega, the champion, facing off in a triple threat against Kota Ibushi, his golden lover teammate, and Cody. Cody, ultimate shit stirrer throughout the whole match. He's a, he attacks Ibushi, he hits the dance fire, and Kenny Omega makes the save. Cody teases using a chair, but he grabs the U.S. title instead. Cody <laughs> drops the title, and then he gets the chair again, but Omega covers up Abushi for the pin. Cody then starts to lay the boots to Omega. Abushi takes the chair, and then he just, like, d- 
does one of those uh, kicks with those educated feet and, you know, literally sends Cody into concussion protocol. Omega hits a reverse Rana and the J driller on Abushi, but Abushi kicks out. We get a V trigger and a one winged angel, and Kenny Omega pins Kota Abushi to retain his title. I this match felt like a Marvel Comics like bonus ending. Like, like it was cool. Was it really necessary? Nah, it wasn't necessary. But it was a good match. It, that's something I will constantly revisit or whatnot. Abushi was amazing in it. The others were great supporting actors. I mean, I thought, like other people thought, that Kodo, Cody being in the match was in it so he could just take the pinfall, but no. Abushi takes the pinfall of the Omega? Even though you're trying to save that finish and match for a future singles match? Yeah, that was weird, brother. And somebody made a joke that made me laugh. Yo, somebody says, so Kenny Omega is actually is Triple H. Basing, basing on the fact that, yes, yes, Abushi is probably his best friend. But you still got to take that L, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man. The reason y'all didn't want to do the singles match is because you want to save that match, but then you gave away that finish. Because the storyline was, could Kenny beat Kota Ibushi? And now he's done it, so kind of wasted that part of it. So Not really smart, but I guess Cody being champion plays into that finish as well. So that's... And I'm still gonna be. I'm still gonna be here for a, a singles match between the two. So, but yeah, you can always. Was, they can always use the you know the caveat of it wasn't a singles match. It wasn't a one on one contest. Yeah, you can, but for some people, that's gonna be like, nah, dog. <laughs> a loss of, is a loss. You can't. I can't unsee what would you put but in front of my eyes, unseen, right? If you will. <laughs> So, out of all those shows that we just reviewed, the uh, was what three destruction shows, uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed and uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Which one did you enjoy the most? Hmm. I think I like Fighting Spirit more because, like, the main event didn't leave me feeling weird. <laughs> if, if if that makes sense, like, I love the storyline elements of King of Pro Wrestling at the end, but I don't know, like, yeah, I think I'll go find Spirit. I mean, you know, the, 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The the U.S. show, I'll probably go with that. Fighting Spirit Unleashed, yeah, I I thought that was a good show as well. I'm going to pick King of Pro Wrestling maybe because it's so fresh, I just got through watching it, but Mm -hmm. that second half, man, I really enjoyed it that uh second mm-hmm. half and i and i thought it closed really strong and it, like you said it has some really strong storyline implications uh you know setting us up uh, as we're headed into um soon to be november and then you know december is all about tag leagues and then we'll be in january in no time so um really getting close to wrestle kingdom and they're setting up a lot of things heading into that so i thought that show did a great job of uh you know kind of setting up the uh the mile markers for us to get to yeah man um yeah it's a great setup we probably need to talk about how we, we probably need to just pull people on the heads up of what's going on um it's kind of started to be a little split in the fan base as far as new japan <laughs> Some people feel there's too many foreigners losing the focus of what makes New Japan New Japan. And Tanahashi pretty much summed up that feeling in his post-match commentary with Omega. And he basically said, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, Chief. So it's a balance between reaching new audiences and also losing the people Domestically 
or in the people that were there during the dark times. So you bring a new manager, they do different things. You're going to lose people along the way, but they just, they got to be careful because at times with some of this stuff, some of the things they doing, the Western style booking, they got to understand some of us don't really watch that over here in our countries because we don't want to deal with that crap. We come to New Japan to watch New Japan deliver their own type of style. And they got to be very, very careful because, yes, they are the number one promotion in Japan, but they have so many challenges in that country. They could lose people to the other promotions that are giving them the want things they want. Because I'm also hearing from Japan, like, they're not happy about all this, this Western Brooklyn brother. <laughs> they're not happy at all. So... We just got to, like, and, and if you notice how how more people was cheering for Tanahashi when he came out and what he said, that's the reason. So, it's going to be really interesting with how things pan out at the dome and how the crowd reacts. So, basically, yeah, man. It's a balance in that. They just got to find that balance in that, in that company. I don't know, because sometimes I just I'd be like, mm, I think I need to invest more in like other Japan companies, especially all Japan, because I've heard great things about all Japan, like for like all year, even last year. I'm just dragging my feet on that. And also for people who love Joshi, they probably should check out Stardom. So you see some of the Stardom stars currently in the Young Classic or in WWE, like Kerry Sane and um, Io Shirai. So, Tony Storm. The Tony Storm that our friends hate on, but we still love her, so. <laughs> we love her still, but we, we don't really agree with y'all on that. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get off topic talking about Tony Storm. <laughs> but um, besides paring the roster down to maybe featuring less uh, non Japanese talent, what could the solution be to kind of get the fan base back into, you know, not being split? I think, like, got to be careful about having a whole bunch of foreigners as your champions. <laughs> you got that, like, that's a real thing. Just look at the roster and the champions, and the Intercontinental Champion be missing an action <laughs> for, like, months. That's the number two title in the entire company. So, got to be careful about certain things like that. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of foreigners like as like mass exodus because I don't want people to lose their jobs. It's just it's just be smart about the smart about who you add and how they're portrayed on your like your programming or whatnot. Like and honestly, just make sure that they have at least a base, a base beyond camera character and gimmick. Like, can you actually do you have the basis? Can you work? Can you tell that story in the ring because if you can tell that story in the ring you'll get people eventually like look at chase chase works his butt off our, our girl moto clowns him in the past you call him sammy zane adjacent or dollarville dollar value <laughs> but i mean the work that that dude hasn't done to improve i can't overlook chase and look at hangman He's more than a gimmick. He's actually talented wrestler. So you just got to get more people who are really good at wrestling combined with their with their like in like gimmick. Just you have to have that balance. If you're just so strong gimmick and your wrestling is eh, that's going to be a problem with people, especially in that company, the fans. Yeah, I totally agree. Um... So it'll be interesting, like you said, to see what happens at the dome to kind of see if we get a new set of champions and and how they look. If it's, you know, back to more the traditional, maybe one guy gene champion, then they may be the tag champions. And then you have, you know, the rest, you, you know, native Japan 
guys for your you know bigger main event so you know like you said real interesting times coming up here for new japan um 2019 is going to be their probably most aggressive year as far as trying to make inroads in the united states so that's another reason why you're seeing i guess this you know all these foreign guys holding belts to make it more attractive for when they have their events here that those guys are the champions to try to help with the sales and and, and various things of that nature so it's be very interesting to see after the Tokyo Dome, what happens for the MSG show and, and what matches are the headliners and, and who are in them? Very much so. We'll see if the Elite actually just signed temporary contracts to see through that show or for the entire year. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how all that stuff pans out in the future. But these are we'll see how things play out. But I stay positive, but because I want, I want the company to do well, but and I don't like hearing people being upset and not enjoying themselves. Because we we're here, we want we want more people to enjoy themselves versus less, and that's that's unfortunate. But you know, hope for the best. So, Anwar, man, I'm gonna open it up to you at this point for your shout outs, thank yous, and all that good stuff. Uh, shout out to. Forever Young Cast. I enjoy listening to it every week. And shout out to you for all you do. And shout out to all everybody who listens. I appreciate it and who shares and interacts because we need we like we love that part of it too as well. So never be afraid to interact. We bring bring just we're here for it. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to you, Anwar, for joining me once again this week. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who has used the hashtag Cast a Strong Style over the last uh, month to live tweet uh, the events uh, since New Japan has come back off of their break from the G1. Um, I'd like to give a shout out uh, to everybody who follows the WrestleCast and listens to the WrestleCast and all the podcasts here on the CSPN. Please, please, please support our sponsors. Go to CSPN.us. Click on the Keep Our Podcast free tab. Support Amazon, Busted Tees, Audible, Adam and Eve. Um, you can also support uh, CSPN directly by becoming a patron over on our Patreon page at CSP, uh, excuse me, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Uh, you can become a CSPN backstage member and you will receive exclusive content, videos, um, exclusive podcasts that are only found on Patreon. So please consider becoming a CSPN patron. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. So for my co-host Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorenze, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, cast of strong, strong style. style.